Hey everyone, this is Heath Cummings from Live This Life. I want to thank you for stopping by to check out some of our earlier episodes of the show. Before you let these early test episodes make or break your opinion on the podcast, please check out some of our more recent episodes. This was a conceptual project from the start that we really weren't planning on going more than a handful of episodes, but it's caught on and we really gained a lot of momentum in recent months. We hope you get something valuable from the experience, and if you do, please subscribe, share with family and friends, check out our social media links, and you can also listen to full episodes now on our YouTube channel. Thanks again for checking out the show. I'm so eternally grateful that you are giving us some space in your day for our content. I hope you enjoy. Keep living. Many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who want to learn how to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Welcome everyone to this episode of the Live This Life podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings, and I want to thank you for tuning in. For whatever reason it was that drew you here, I hope we give you some information today that helps you grow, feel a little more enlightened, whatever it is that you're looking for today. I hope that you find it. Welcome back, or if this is the first time you're tuning in, thanks for joining us. Today was an absolutely beautiful early autumn day here in the northeastern part of the United States where we live. It's Massachusetts to be exact. There are so many awesome things to do here this time of year. I'm recording right now in late September and today's a Sunday where we have so many things like sports and football and outdoor things to do. Just a ton of stuff that we have that we could be doing that we didn't end up getting to do because everyone ended up sick in the family. We had some great plans to go out and do this annual festival with some friends we haven't seen all summer because we're all busy vacationing. So it was a kind of our opportunity to see everybody once again and illness strikes the family. So we're all just kind of trying to do our own thing and and make the weekend worth it. And these are the kind of circumstances that are beyond our control. And it's the kind of thing that in the past I would have let it bother me. I would have let it affect my mood for I don't know how long because it was you know another weekend wasted that we had to spend inside or that we didn't get to do the things we wanted to do with the people we wanted to do them with and you know sometimes those things are out of our control but this was the perfect opportunity to continue what I've learned along my path and practicing what I preach and do exactly what I give advice for people to do is to make the best of the circumstances that you have, do the best with the the hand that you're dealt, 
And I've started to see these kinds of things as more of a a design or a divine circumstance in some sort of way that the universe wanted me to do something different this weekend for a reason. You know, I try to see these things as a blessing. and, And when I say blessing, I don't mean that in the religious sense. I'm really not a religious person. And this show really isn't about religion. There'll be some little debates that we have about religion and spirituality and stuff. But when I say blessing, I mean it in more of a gift from the powers that be maybe but it allowed me to complete episode one of the podcast so that was a huge accomplishment you know get all the final details ironed out and get it submitted to all the major platforms and take my time and really enjoy a slower paced weekend and allowed me to spend some time with my wife we actually went for a little hike you know our our son was kind of still not feeling great and we live up on a mountain so we went and explored a little bit and had some great pictures and a great experience together, something we haven't done since we've lived in this house for seven years. You know, we were able to finally go on a nice hike together. It was awesome. And yeah, it would have been good to meet up with our friends. And sometimes you you look at the circumstances that you might have missed and, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So I guess I have to go with the flow of life's river, so to speak, and I have a great allegory, I think I'd call it, of the life's river of flowing with life's river. That was a a Taoist story. And if you're not familiar with what the Tao is, it's a Chinese philosophy of the the basic fundamentals of the universe, you know, the principles of yin and yang. And it's most, it's most prevalent. I think it's, it's Bible, so to speak, was in the Tao Te Ching, which was really popularized in recent years by, by one of, if not my ultimate favorite, self-help motivational speakers, Wayne Dyer. Um, He passed away in 2015. And his work that he did was really focused on the Tao Te Ching. And, you know, if anything with this podcast, I really want to try to continue some of the work that he did in this world. Uh, He really inspired me the most out of everybody that I've listened to. Um, And one of the stories that he told was this parable about this monk that fell into the river and some onlookers watched him get carried downstream and he was getting bounced off the rocks and he was just bobbing up and down. And at one point it looked like he went lifeless and they wanted to jump in and save him except for he was heading for the falls. So he ended up going over the falls and as he did, everybody thought they watched him fall to his death. His body looked like it was lifeless. And then all of a sudden at the pool at the base of the waterfall, he pops up. And everybody thought it was a miracle. They were like, how did you survive? You know, we thought you were dead. It looked like you were dead. And the monk says that he basically just went with the flow of the water. I think the quote was something like, I accommodated the water, not the water to me. So basically saying that he let himself get taken by the current and he was bobbing to the top when he could to take a breath. And instead of spending all of his effort trying to fight the current and stay on the surface, he just let the river carry him. And this is one of the hugest concepts that helped me take that point of view whenever a curveball is thrown my way. You can't help that it's there. You can't help these things that pop up in life. You can't just wish them away. You can't just make them go away. You have to make the best of what it is and where you are. And go with the current of the river. Go with the flow. Like everybody, that old saying that everybody says, just go with the flow. And this was one opportunity for me where my perspective could have been focusing on how our plans changed and how the weekend was ruined. And that's how I used to be about five or six years ago. I would focus on this and I would would let it ruin my mood. I wouldn't have a good day otherwise because my original plans got ruined. So... 
what I've learned is to just make the best with the cards that you've dealt. And, you know, there's literally nothing you can do other than that. You know, when you when you step up and you actually use your your knowledge and perspective to make the best of your situation and stop thinking about what could have been or what should have been. We live in that point instead of a point in the past that never happened. Something that we can't change. When we start to approach everything from that perspective of, you know, what did this teach me or how did I actually get something out of a situation or how did I grow? That is where we really let go of all the trappings and thought processes that hold so many of us in a permanent residency in the land of regret. Because they say that the, the past is where you get your regret from and anxiety is where your future comes from. And I talk so much about the power of now. We'll be reading that book. Um, I think in the next episode or two, we'll start the, uh, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. But this is a perfect example of just living in the now and being able to apply that philosophy to every situation that comes up in your life. And this one was a perfect chance for me to spend a nice fall evening by my campfire. I mean, we have this gorgeous outdoor patio that's built into the mountainside with an epic fireplace. Um, I mean, I think I have some of the pictures of it up on Facebook if you check it out. If I don't have them on there, I'll, I'll put them up on the Live This Life Facebook page. But it's an awesome place. I mean, whenever we're just doing nothing, we come back from vacation. That's where I kind of work out my vacation blues. And we were able to spend a nice Saturday night, me and my wife, just the two of us out there and just unwind. And, um, you know, it wasn't such a bad place to spend a Saturday night. And this is a great example of the subject that I wanted to talk about today, which was our perceptions and how our perceptions, our observations of the world around us is what creates our reality, that everyone's reality in their own brain, in their own mind, in their own consciousness is unique to them. Even if they live with someone who does the same exact things, everyone's perception, everyone's life has been built up from another point. So, you know, we all have our own things that we've carried into our adult lives from childhood and everything else. And we all perceive the world around us in a completely different way. And, you know, there's always those people who always seem really up and really happy. They're always super optimistic. They can basically never be shook by the things that happen in life. And it's not that they don't have things that are stressors in their life, bad things that happen, or they don't have bad days. They just have a different view on those things. It's actually not hard to become one of those people. I'm not saying I'm there yet. I'm really striving to get there. Um, you know, my my thing in my life that I get keyed off with is is rude and, and inconsiderate people. Um, I'm, I'm in a place where some of the norms of um, just interrupting people's work days or meetings and stuff is the norm. And, you know, those kind of things, the inconsideration where people just don't have consideration for what other people are doing or going through and all that kind of stuff. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of empathy. And that's one thing that, that bothers me in my world. But I have to eventually let those things go and not let those things bother me because I'm giving my power away to an outside source. And I've heard people talk about the positive people and the ones who are always up and always happy. And they say, man, I wish I could be like that. Or, you know, why is that person always so happy? Like, like it's a bad thing to be like that. I've actually heard that from people of, you know, what is she always so happy about? You know, like it's a, it's a abnormal thing, I guess, for someone to always be happy. My wife is actually one of those really optimistic and positive people. And so she told me that someone actually asked her one time, why are you always so happy? 
like she had to be guilty about it or something. And, you know, her response was priceless. I mean, she just basically said, why not? Why not be happy? And it's true. It's it's why walk around in life letting things and circumstances bother you when you can have something like what happened with us this weekend had turned into something that was equally fulfilling or it was just as good. You make the best of your situation that you're in. It's just crazy to me that the the norm in society has become people being unhappy. So when someone who is happy all the time is sort of the the outcast, it's the the abnormal, it's it's not the norm. I'm hoping with content like this and the other people that I listen to and the more mainstream these kinds of programs and philosophies become that the norm shifts to people who are like that, people who are primarily happy most of the time with one or two little things shaking them and shaking their day as opposed to what seems to be the norm now where people have their days completely shook from the smallest possible thing and they walk around saying all day that, you know, oh, this is going to be a bad day. You know, if you wake up in the morning and something happens, you know, they say you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but you wake up and, you know, you spill your coffee and you become late for work and you get stuck in traffic and this, that, and the other thing. People will say, well, there goes my day or I've had a horrible day. You can have small little hiccups happen in your life or in your day. It doesn't have to wreck the rest of it. But if that's the story you tell, that's I'm going to have a bad day because of X, Y, and Z, you are going to 100% have a bad day. I mean, it goes to some sports philosophies where, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of people hate Tom Brady. So just give me a, you know, don't change the channel on me right now because I'm going to say something about him. But, you know, when when he got down in a lot of his games, um, you know, I think he's a fantastic quarterback and he's done a lot of crazy and miraculous things. But when he's gotten down, he marches up and down the sidelines just cheering people on and never accepts loss. And I've tried to teach that to my son because he's he's someone who gives up a lot very easily when he starts to get down on something. And if you, you know, he will often say, well, I'm going to lose anyways. Absolutely. 100%. If you're, you think you're going to lose, you are going to lose. If you think you're going to have a bad day, you are 100% going to have a bad day. If that's the story that you're telling. But I've learned that when I encounter difficult people or difficult situations, and I recognize it in the moment that it's, it's a tough spot that I use it as an opportunity to sharpen my axe, that I use it as an opportunity to prove that whatever that challenge is, and currently for me, a challenge is those kinds of people, I use it to sharpen my axe, I use it to get better at those kind of circumstances, so eventually I can say to myself that I've had enough practice with those people that they don't ruin my day, they don't let the, I don't let them change my mood. I'm hoping to get there. So I kind of almost look forward to those difficult circumstances with people and specific certain people that push my buttons a little bit more than others. I look forward to those circumstances because there's a test for me. There's a small little mountain I need to climb. And it allows me to walk away from that situation and say, yeah, you did good. Here's your Monday morning quarterback on it where you have some improvements to make. But I just use those opportunities to, like I said, sharpen my axe. But all these things remain as your own individual perception. Those people that bother me, that's my own individual perception. You know, some people say, just don't let those kind of people bother you because that person who gives that piece of advice doesn't get bothered by those people. Their perception doesn't allow those attitudes and those comments to bother them. And, you know, your perception is unique to you, like I said before. All of us have five senses. You know, we have the basic five senses. Some people might have a few more that we don't fully understand just yet, but 
you know, our reality is based on those five senses for the most part. You know, what's bright, what's loud, what smells good, what tastes bad. Our judgments and admirations of what people say to us is based on our sense of hearing. Um, you know, our, our attraction to people is based on our sense of sight. We determine almost everything by sight and hearing, really. Those are two of our strongest senses. And when any one of those is removed or even added back, or if it's something we never had, it gets added to our lives, it changes the whole world around us. You know, imagine being a blind person who's able to see for the very first time or a deaf person who hears for the first time. Like I've seen some of those videos lately where they put those ear implants on a baby or, you know, someone who's never been able to hear and the reactions are priceless. Like the baby puts on a huge smile because it hears mom's voice for the first time. Or you have people who are, you know, in their 20s or 30s and they're able to hear for the first time and they just break down. Can you imagine having a sense that you never had before and then all of a sudden having it show up in your life? It changes your reality. And it's amazing to see when people have their reality changed. You know, there's some people who are born blind to certain colors and now they're able to create glasses and help those people see. And I've seen those videos too where, you know, there's one where this, you know, this, this big kind of manly looking guy, he goes and puts on his glasses and he just breaks down, just instantly breaks down because he can finally see colors for the first time. You know, imagine what that would be like for you to perceive something with a sense that you never had before, or you enhanced a sense and it worked in a whole different way than you never had before. You know, it would change your reality. It would heighten other senses. If you lost a sense, a lot of, you know, blind people's sense of hearing gets enhanced, but it changes your reality completely. We do this on small scales when we learn something new about a person or a place or if we see something from a different angle that we never saw before. You know, take for an example someone who cuts you off in traffic or who's driving like a complete idiot down the highway, ripping in and out of cars. And I'm sure we've all called that person all sorts of names and hope that a cop would pull them over down the road or something like that. Uh, you know, but there's so many things that could be going on with that person. They could be having a medical situation, have a family member who's having a medical situation. Not that I condone bad driving if you have an emergency like that, but we never know what's going on with those people. And our perception right away is to just call that person a jerk and, you know, how inconsiderate they are. But we don't know what's going on with those people. And it's, it's the same with a lot of different things in our life. Our perception is different in circumstances than we might want to have that perception to have a different type of reality. So I'll give you a little exercise right now. I can help change your perception on something that's something I learned a few years ago, actually before I had any of this conscious awareness stuff come into to my reality. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a piece of information that I learned while I was a museum security director, a public safety director in a museum. I got to see a lot of cool stuff and hear a lot of cool stories and if you go to the livethislife.org webpage, you'll see about three quarters of the way down some pictures by Claude Monet. And one of the museums that I worked for had a Claude Monet painting as one of its crown jewels of its collection. It was a very valuable painting, of course, and we had to go through certain measures to keep the thing safe. It was my job to make sure that when it was you know, in transit and on display that it was, it was extremely well guarded and everything. And some of the people that worked for me would look at it and be like, I don't know what the big deal about it is because that particular painting was very gray and it had a lot of purples and, and, uh, pinks and they were very washed out. You know, they weren't as defined as some of the other really nice Monet's, you know, people would compare the two and say, you know, well, it's not as good as that one over there. But one thing that I didn't know until I heard it explained in an exhibition was that 
you know, you looked at the the paintings, Monet did impressionist paintings and some of his earlier works were very colorful. There was a lot of people in them and, and bodies of water and things were very clearly defined. They were beautiful, bright paintings. And then at a certain point in his life, he started to paint some very sort of drab paintings and the colors were you know, slightly off. They, they looked very strange as far as when you, you look at a scene and it wasn't very well replicated. The colors were, were very strange, or like I said, very blurred and off. But what many people don't know about Monet was that when he got older, he developed cataracts and his paintings were affected by what he saw because he didn't paint what he thought people wanted to see or what he, the, he thought the scene should look like. He painted what he actually could see with his own eyes. And he also had surgery at one point and it affected one of his eyes. So he actually did some of the scenes with one eye open and then with the other eye open. He would paint two different paintings of the same scene and the colors would be completely different. So when you look at a, a display of Monet, if you look at his paintings, you'll now notice that there were some really good ones that were very bright, very nice impressionist style and then there were other ones that were very washed out. And then there's other ones where the color schemes just seem completely off. And you'll now know when you look at those, why those look that way. And now your perception of his paintings will have changed for the rest of your life. If you remember that story, now your perception of Monet's paintings will be completely different. Now, this is a very minor example of adding or enhancing a sense. I mean, I just changed your perception of a particular artist's artwork. But if you can learn to look at the little things in your life that are maybe an adversity or that rude person, just look at things a little bit different. You might not let those things affect you so much. You might consider that person a test for your patience so you can practice not to let them bother you anymore or even look forward to those encounters like I kind of said, almost like you do when you go to the gym like you have or you have a goal to meet or something. You, you look forward for that opportunity to react in a different way. You, you look at it to condition yourself to perceive those situations in a completely different way to have a completely different reality. So I guess in closing, the moral of the story is stay above water. You know, don't expend so much energy trying to fight the current. Wherever you're caught, don't spend so much energy trying to swim back upstream. Go with the flow a little bit. Just keep your head above water. Take breaths as necessary. Try to enjoy the ride a little bit maybe, but at some point the the rapids will subside. You know, maybe you'll go over the falls, but if and when you survive, you'll be able to put your feet down, stand up, and you wouldn't have expended so much energy. Sometimes we, we just have to go with what it is that's the stressors in life and do our best not to let them get the best of us, especially in situations that we can't control. And with that, I'm going to... Go with the flow of the rest of my weekend, what's left of it, the next few hours that I have left. And uh, you do the same. Don't let the current of life become too much for you. I'm going to leave you with a song appropriately titled Live in Happiness by Soul Rising from the Chill Out Sessions 2. Hope you're living in happiness yourself. However you're living, keep living life to its fullest. Give me the power, give me the strength, I'm going to do
Thank you.